They're new, they're punk, they're the upside, and they've come for a talk with The Antidote. Good to have you guys here. Hey, good Good to be here. here. Can you introduce yourselves and tell us your role in the band? Sure. Uh, My name's David. We have multiple Davids in the group, so I go by Newman. And my role in the group is, uh, I'm not, we don't use the term lead and rhythm guitarist, but I mainly do more of the melodic guitar parts. Uh, I'm also David, but uh, I go by Perry, not to confuse anybody. And uh, I'm the singer. Um, My name's Perry, I just play drums. (laughs) (laughs) Just play drums. My name's uh, Derek, and I'm more so like what you would maybe say the rhythm guitarist, but like I said, we both kind of switch off here and there. And uh, Greg, our bassist, he's the uh, newest member of the band. He uh, was not able to come, but he, yeah, he plays bass. Well, that's it. The interview's off. Okay, thanks for your time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Dang it, Greg! (laughs) I mentioned that The Upside is a new band. It's time for your story. How did it all begin? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna let Derek. Let's, let's like Derek. Seventh, my seventh grade year. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gesturing. Um, this has been an idea. I started picking up guitar and writing songs back whenever I was uh, a junior in high school. Which I mean, well, no, probably nine. No, probably yeah, eight or nine. Well, let's not like a high that. schooler. Had yeah, because um, <laughs> I started off as a drummer in a metal band with a, my brother and stuff like that. But then I just started writing these songs and. Uh, coming up with these ideas and everything and these possible storylines and concepts and everything. And I knew I didn't want to be in the band that I was in. And I knew uh, that I was definitely taking a more Christian path than like what we were necessarily in. We were just kind of in a secular band. That's what it was. I was like, and then um, <laughs> Cody, my cousin, and he was playing drums and he was in the drum line and band. And uh, as he started to progress in his uh, talents and stuff like that and get more into like the style that I was into and everything, we started jamming out more and it just, we clicked really, really well musically and everything. Then that was like, like 2012. Uh, yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I, I just graduated high school this last year and I was in seventh grade. For a long time, it was just me and Cody just jamming out in the room, guitar and drums, writing songs. And so it's been interesting, the chemistry that's had on the rest of the band where we've already been playing these songs for years at this point, And then people came in and put in their parts and everything and started like really kind of adding their styles and different experiences into it. And it's just grown into this. So it's like two or three years before we ever yeah. even had a bass player. About before two or Greg three years ago, Derek came to me yeah. and he's like, Hey, you know, I've had this idea for the upside for a long time. And I knew Derek back when we went to school and stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't know his, he took this kind of path as far as like Christian music and rock and stuff. And I didn't even realize how good he got. And, uh, and not to, you know, know, he was, I mean, (laughs) last time I saw him, he was playing, you know, he was learning how to play drums and now he's, was a skilled guitarist. And I was like, okay. And, uh, he asked me if I wanted to, you know, be a singer for this. And so I kind of started writing some lyrics and taking some lyrics that he had and putting my own spin on them. And then, and then there were three. So (laughs) I went to three and it's like, all right, well, this is actually kind of starting to come together. And, uh, there's kind of an ongoing joke that we found Newman here on Craigslist. Because <laughs> uh, uh, there was an actual ad posted, yeah, right? Yeah, Newman actually put an put, ad put out an ad for out. a band. Yeah. But we didn't even know that. We didn't know that. I met him through a mutual friend yeah. that helped do some recording stuff for us in the beginning. And so it was funny, like, not even a, a couple weeks ago, Perry, I actually finally dropped the ball that we didn't actually meet him through that Craigslist For the only time. <laughs> I honestly believed 
you just met this guy on Craigslist. But it was just a coincidence <laughs> that he had put out a Craigslist ad and then Derek and him met and were needing a yeah. band as well. It was just coincidental, but it was funnier that way, so we kind of say that. Yeah. Um, and like, and like we said, Greg uh, met through Newman. Yeah, Newman. Mutual so when we got church. Newman in the band, brought a lot of energy. Because he's just, that's how he is. He's a ninja. And, yeah, he's uh, a ninja. Yeah. Legitimately. Literally. There's, there's daggers on the walls. You and, should see yeah. this room we're sitting in right now. <laughs> there are swords and nunchucks and everything. But anyway, um, he brought a lot swords. of energy and a lot of cool lead parts to, to the songs that we were writing. A lot of depth that we were missing. And then obviously, you can't have a band without bass. And that's the biggest thing we're missing. We tried. We, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We actually played a show without it, too. But for two to three years... We went without having a bass player. We reached out to everybody we could think of, and we would just keep praying and praying and praying. And finally, God answered prayer and uh, got Greg in. You know, about five weeks ago, and uh, he's getting all caught up with everything where we're at now. So now we're finally a complete band. Yeah. Um, and I wish that Greg was here. He's a great guy. Newman's known him for a lot longer than any of us, but he's super sweet, super laid back, um, really gentle uh, spirit, and everything. And uh, we just we love everybody in the band. I think everybody really compliments each other. It's kind of our story where we're at right now. The music scene is tough. I mean, there's something like 9 million bands in the world. How has it worked for you guys as a new band to be able to make an impact? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, it doesn't. No, 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 no. It works. It works. It because like we said we struggled for so long to find that that bass player once we all what you know once there was three and then there was four and we all were like wow this is actually growing let's keep doing this we just thought we would never get that bass player um and not that that was you know the only thing that, that makes a band but we were trying to record and unfortunately not getting the recordings done as quick as we would have liked to um uh, for a, a lot of different reasons um but everything just wasn't working out right. We weren't getting the shows that we were reaching out for. You know, nobody's heard of us. We have all original songs. People want to listen to cover songs. And we say, you know, we're Christian bands. People think we're, oh, you must do, you know, church music. And, and it's just a lot of different things. That our struggles for starting fresh out of the gate. But we were praying and Newman and at his church and everybody started praying and really asking God to do something with this. And then within a week, we got Greg. We got our first single out. We got recordings done. Yeah, we had a show out. from where we were yeah. in like four weeks on Facebook. I had like an extra 500 likes. Just it, within four to six weeks, just boom. And we're like, wow, if this wasn't God, I don't know what it, because we were almost yeah. all ready to be like, you know what, guys, this is just not going anywhere. Yeah. So it gave us a lot of hope that, you know what, I know there's a lot of bands out there, but obviously, this is a sign that, that we're doing something right and that maybe we should continue to, to see where God leads it. But you can go ahead. I'll say, I also know, like, I think it helped that we didn't, like, make the page until we actually had some content. We didn't really make a presence until we actually had something. So yeah. it's like... We, we had a good amount of patience, but our patience was running. Oh, bad. yeah. We were God, getting worried. Yeah. We, we went through a trial, a period where I believe we had to grow as individuals, as Christians, uh, just things that God had to work out in our lives in each one of us so that way we could be used by him and so that way we could serve him. A lot of people in the Bible that didn't go through trials before they went through and did some really amazing, great, mighty things. We'd all love to be 
hit the top. Yeah, we'd all love right to be, out of the gate, David. Yeah. But we have to, I mean, <laughs> like we are. But sometimes you got to take down the giant, you know. Yeah. And, and before yeah. the giant, there's what the lion, and before the lion, there was the bear. Like you, you, you have your trials you have to go through. But as you go through them, you know, God has brought us through, and we, like we've got so many of our first done within this month. Yeah. God First everything. Yeah. yeah, God is moving so much, and we're so excited to see where it goes. On the upside bio, it says the band is from Kentuckyana. I yes, have yeah. no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're from Indiana, you're a Hoosier. If you're from Kentucky, Cardinal. Which are the teams here? But there's a weird in the middle section. And it's southern Indiana, more central southern Indiana, and the Louisville, Kentucky side. And everybody calls it Kentuckyana. It's like the border doesn't exist. It's like because... (laughs) I mean, there's a river. There's a river that you have to cross, but you do so much commuting back and forth. Because Louisville is the big city and everybody goes there. And then a lot of people who live in Louisville work in Indiana and vice versa. It's like you don't even realize you're going from state to state. You know, it's one of those border cities. and So we all live... In either either the, the Kentucky side yeah. of the border or the Indiana side of the border on, on the southern or the northern part of the state, and uh, and nobody throws stones at each other. No, no, yeah. no. Well, honestly, the I biggest mean, the, we the, all equally hate everything together. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky really has a bigger rivalry with, with their own teams. Yeah, as far like as Louisville, like but like Louisville Indiana, IU, and Louisville don't have. Like I mean, there is, but it's, it's not, not like that a very, like, it's like fighting. Yeah. I think it helps that none of us in the band are like diehard sports fans. Yeah, at either, all. So. We don't, none of us play sports ball. So <laughs> we, we, and we never have either. So we don't really care. And so when we had to answer that question, like where we're from, we just said Kentuckyana because like, for, for two reasons, because it's the truth and it's, it's easier to say that than like name five different cities that yeah. no one's heard about. But it also yeah. gives, it also opens the door for a really interesting question and a kind of a cool explanation for people who aren't around here, like you just yeah. did. Guys, thanks for the geography lesson, but now we get to talk music. Yeah. <laughs> the Upside has the widest mix of influences I've ever seen anybody list. Everything from August Burns Red all the way to Need to Breathe. How does that translate into the sound of The Upside? Um. I think it just goes based off of each instrument does its different part that kind of touch base on each influence. Some of us have a lot of more like, you know, Christian influences and some of us has like some secular influence stuff like that, and we all mash together with like, oh, well, this part in this song sounds like four years strong or this part like this song sounds like Stevie Ray Vaughan or something. <laughs> <laughs> just the kind of hints of each and every that you can kind of tell. Well, that kind of distinctly makes you think of this. So when we write a song, uh, you can hear different parts of that song, even within one song, that touch on things that Derek took from and how he started writing and how he learned how to play and what his influences were, and Newman and Cody and myself, what I like to sing and the melodic flow patterns that I like to use, I've heard from bands that I like, like Reliant K or Amberlynn. That's what I took to the table, and I want to kind of implement that in our songs because that's what I gravitate towards. And the best part about that is on our albums, you can't say that, oh, all their songs just sound the same. Because they're a pop-punk band. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, one song is literally melodic rock, and the next song could be almost 
borderline hardcore, but without the screaming. And so it, it's crazy, but it, it's amazing because it lets us show that Jesus can be shown through multiple types of music and reach a, a wider range of people. The end result is that your style takes me back to the early 2000s. That's what everybody says. (laughs) You don't want to go for a trendy sound. No. I'm going to be honest. No, I don't. To me, good music is good music. And if it was from, you know, 1970, 1980 to the early 2000s, you know, people love listening to the stuff that they they love listening to. Um, Honestly, I'm not too impressed with mainstream music today. And I'm I'm talking more obviously secular and stuff. It just it seems recycled a lot, yeah. and I, I we want to keep it original. We want to keep it uh, unique. We want it to be interesting for people and the listeners. And obviously, it carries a really heavy message um, for people who need answers. So we don't really want to just go on with what everybody else is doing. We kind of want to keep that uniqueness. You've already spoken a couple times about your faith in Christ. Is the upside making music just for having fun, or would you consider this a ministry? 100%. We definitely don't cut out the fun of it, especially if you see us like whenever we get into a room together, it is just a it's slur um, of ridiculousness and SpongeBob references. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's pretty get, obnoxious, actually. But uh, yeah, there's times where we get irritated by ourselves, and it's like, yeah. God, it's a good thing I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, if you ever go see us at any of our shows, you know we're really super energetic and super into our music and. You know, we're yeah. worshiping on stage, and then after we're done, we love going out and then being the ones in the in the front, you know, worshiping God with the crowd because, yeah. I mean, He's our God just as much as He's their God, and we're not just because we're on a platform doesn't mean you know that we, we need to sit in the back and we're done. Like we want to go out and show people not only uh, are we displaying Christ through music, but we want to get with you and we want to we want you to embrace Christ as much as we love leading, leading, yeah, yeah. leading you. So yeah, I mean that. 100% it's ministry, and we do have fun playing, and it is a band, but uh, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for what God's doing. This brings up an obvious question. Where do you guys play? Are you doing churches? Are you doing bars? you Are doing clubs? Where do you play? We're doing a lot of festivals right now. I mean, yeah, we We're, did a thing called Hallelujah Fest up in a, at a small church up in Borden, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, like Borden, Indiana, close to New Albany. And did the entire crowd say Hallelujah when you guys showed up on stage? <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe that they did. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> uh, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the greatest times I've ever had. I mean, it was so great. It really was in so many awesome ways. But we have reached out to all kinds of venues, just Normal places where people come and play. You know, we set up a show at a coffee shop coming up. Um, we have uh, a show in February. We have two more shows. One's at a church. Uh, one's, I think, at a youth group. So, yeah, we are trying to reach out to churches. But really, you know, we're not limiting ourselves. Yeah. We don't want to go too far out. Um, yeah, it, like maybe not necessarily into, like, the bar. Yeah, we're, that's we're where not, more so the cover bands live. Yeah, so. and we want to kind of, you know, yeah. tread carefully. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. We definitely try to reach out to where and festivals is definitely a great place because a lot of people show up and they get to hear some great music and, and about God. I'd like to hear about what creating music does for you personally. I mean, here you are, you're delivering a message, but what do you expect in return? I actually think I gave a perfect description of this to someone last night at work because they were talking about like wanting to talk to people about things in their life. But they're like, you know, most people are selfish and they're very into their own thing. And I was like, 
this is might seem too realistic without like the love behind it, but it's like we're like ultimately looking for something that you can do that is almost in a selfish sense, like that just helps you out a lot that can also help someone else out. To me, it's like, you know, God could have broken us up and used us all in different areas of ministry, but we want to play music so badly that we're drawing into that. We really are doing this a lot for ourselves, but we know that we're not the only people that feel this way. So we don't really know how well it's going to be taken, but we're very, very optimistic and very hopeful that, you know, this is a very common thing with the type of people that we know and everything else that could really use this message. So it's kind of like selfish, but for other people too, you know. Yeah. Selfishness, yeah, <laughs> being a musician. You know, you want people to hear you as a musician. You don't practice 10 hours a week in your room by yourself to only hear yourself. You, yeah. want, you, know, you want other people to appreciate the product and you want to put out a product that you're proud of. To me, that's my favorite part of everything. Even if we don't receive a standing ovation, or even if people don't even clap when we get off stage. Even if they boo. Even yeah. if they boo. I mean, <laughs> to me, my favorite part is just having that product and knowing this could go places. Because God controls everything, I believe. Yeah. Like he, if he wants it to, to go to a million people, who's going to stop God? And putting it in his hands and just saying, no, I, we've got this message, Lord. Push this message out. We put your gospel in it. We want you know, and you want to spread it to the nations. Spread it to the nations. And I think that's that's the best part is receiving what God wants to do with it, knowing we're doing His will. I want to speak about one of your new songs, "Lasting Hope." Searching for things I cannot explain, or will these hands I hold come up empty, running in circles, driving me insane? Does the upside have the answers? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wrote that because that reflected my, my own personal experience. Um, there's a lot of times that you go to church, you go through the motions, you call yourself a Christian, but you're really just going in circles. You're not really doing anything with it, or you're holy on Sunday and sinning on Monday. And that it's uh, it, it spoke to me about doing the same old thing, and you're coming up empty every time. You know, um, you're searching for answers, you're never getting. Because you're not going deep enough and getting whatever you need answered because you don't really care. Um, and then uh, going in circles feeling like you're going insane because definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So we try to spell out in every song that there's resolution in it. So like if it starts out one way and it's saying some pretty crazy, awful, depressing stuff, by the end of the song, there's answers in that same song. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that that song in particular and, and all of our songs do have answers for people who have questions. Talking about sinning and being angry and hurtful, I got that from the band because I watched the video of you guys forcing your drummer Cody to eat a ghost pepper. <laughs> Why do you hate him so much? We actually okay. gave him the... Okay, I actually was the one that came up with the idea. And we ended up making a total dad pun that I wasn't even expecting either. It's because we did that whole hot pepper challenge and then released Heated Mayhem. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. But um, what it actually was is I was like, I mean, we need to do something that would be interesting for the 500 followers on Facebook. And I was like, I mean, does anybody want to do like a cinnamon challenge or a hot pepper challenge? And Cody was like, I'll do a hot pepper challenge. And then I actually put a poll on our Facebook messenger Asking if we wanted to do a homegrown jalapeno pepper, a like Californian habanero pepper, or a ghost pepper. I actually voted for the jalapeno, and they all voted. <laughs> Incl- the including me. I voted for a ghost pepper. I'm like, you realize how bad this is going to be, right? Well, He's like, I'll do it. I don't care. You know, 
we thought we can't sacrifice the funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would be very funny, and it was, and it was a great, great time. It was a, and so we're kind of thinking that this might be turning into a thing where, you know, if we if we reach a thousand and then we You're reach fifteen hundred. And someone else in the band has to do a challenge. I'm done. I'm already in the clear. I yeah, he, he did his part. It got in my eye. Yeah. It was hurting for a while. I went and got ice cream down the street at a gas, gas station. station. It was it was good. It was fun times. <laughs> <laughs> the blisters in your mouth didn't last that long? It, it hurt for about 10 minutes, but it was bearable for probably an hour. <laughs> it was very present. Yeah, yeah it was very present. <laughs> and I couldn't drink milk or anything because if I held it in my mouth, my lips would burn. And then if I spit it out, my lips would be fine, but then my inside of my mouth would burn. So it was just, it was just a bad situation. But it was fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, away from abusing band members and back to music. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. The Upside has three songs out right now. What's the plan for the future? Well, I think right now it's definitely finishing, tracking the rest of this EP. This is our last single that we're releasing. Before the EP. Before we're releasing the EP. And our plan is that we get the EP done at the very latest. If we run into some bumps, it'll be the beginning of September. And that'll be out, and then we will go right to to work on the material. Maybe like the end. Some of us are more optimistic. And then then like October. (laughs) We never know. It'll be out before the end. It may be out next week. We don't know. We don't know yet. (laughs) Maybe out tomorrow. It won't be out. <laughs> hey, it might just randomly happen. It's like Kim Dunn. We didn't even know it happened. Let's make it a little less confusing for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. When that, you yeah. do have it ready, where will people get it? Uh, it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, all of your major mm. streams. We're going to have hopefully on Amazon, and you'll be able to get a limited run of physical copies through the band's website or. If you're local, or you come, store, or come yeah, through locally, our shows, shows, you'll be able to get a physical copy. And if not, you can buy it online, like on the places that Newman yeah. said. And how do people find the band itself? Where do they find the upside online? Oh, we can be found on our Facebook page. That's uh, where we are most active. Uh, we do have Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reverb Nation. We have all the good stuff. But Facebook is the best place to find us. You'll find a few other uh, businesses called The Upside. I think one's a coffee shop. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's also uh, the website, which is theupsideofficial.com. Yeah, theupsideofficial.com. That is linked too. to all of yeah. those other social media platforms. And you can also find our songs on there, videos of uh, our shows and upcoming events. Upcoming events. Yeah. Everything is on the website. It's probably the most central place to find us. Yeah. Guys, thanks for coming on The Antidote. I appreciate you taking time for this talk. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much for having us. We're honored. Thank you very much.